You're listening to the NOAA Ocean Podcast. I'm Megan Forbes. And today I'm thinking about how we at NOAA monitor the 95,000 miles of coastline that we have in the U.S. What better way than from a bird's eye view? Since the early 1900s, the National Geodetic Survey has been doing just that. They've been taking photographs from airplanes to capture the Earth below. And these photos are captured while flying at 10,000 feet over the ground. And they can cover approximately two square miles of the Earth's surface with each shot. Today, these photographs are controlled by Global Positioning System, which is better known as GPS. And the photos are used to define the national shoreline, create maps, create charts, and provide damage assessment in response to a man-made or a natural disaster. One of the more frequent types of natural disasters that we have here on the East Coast comes in the form of a hurricane. So what do hurricanes and aerial photography have in common? Well, my two colleagues and I are about to uncover that for you. I have here in the studio with me, Lieutenant Daniel Helmerks, a remote sensing technology specialist with the National Geodetic Survey. And we're joined from Charleston by Mary Ellen Salt, a cartographer also with the National Geodetic Survey at NOAA. So Dan, let's start off with you. What happens in the hours after a hurricane hits a particular part of the coast? In the hours after, we get from FEMA an area that they want to have surveyed, or we have our own requirements that we need to map the shoreline. Okay. You are one of the people that actually goes up into the airplane itself. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So the aircraft that we use is a King Air Beechcraft 350. The crew, it's just myself and then two pilots. Mm -hmm. So the pilots are the ones up flying, and I'm the one that's in the back operating the cameras, making sure it's firing. So you have to know a lot about flight and have an idea of where you are. You'll see your position on the screen, Mm -hmm. um, but you kind of have to be able to gauge, like looking out the window, seeing what you see, if there's damage below you, starting the camera as soon as you can. Um, If there's no damage or there's nothing to take photos of below you, if it's just open water, we don't want that extra stuff because that's just more data we have to push Mm -hmm. Um, over the internet to get back. And that's where some of the GPS comes in, is helping you to determine where you are located, etc. The IMU collects the GPS data. It's part of the the data sets that we then process later so we can tell exactly where each image was taken, stabilize the image, Mm -hmm. um, even if the aircraft is at somewhat of a a bank angle and like turning or whatever, we can position that photo correctly onto the, the maps so you can see exactly where that damage is. So the turnaround on getting the imagery out is about six hours from the time the wheels touch down on the ground mm. to the time that the imagery is back up online for people to look at. As soon as the wheels touch down, we're pushing some of that data already to the people that back in the office who are processing it. As a cartographer, Mary Ellen, this data is coming your way. So when you know that a hurricane has happened in the hours after it hits, what happens for you? My role is to respond to the contact us email address that is on the emergency response imagery viewer website. The questions that we receive cover everything from the general, when are you going to fly my area, to a little more technical questions. I often tell folks when I am out and about that all of the emails that are sent to that contact us address is read and responded to in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Do you happen to talk to or have connection with the folks up in the airplane? If somebody says to you, I think this has been really damaged, are you coordinating back to them and say, you should should go here? Or it's pretty much they've already covered it. 
I don't talk to the pilots directly, but I do have the capability to get areas where imagery is needed to them. Take Hurricane Irma, for example. There was a small subdivision that was missed from the imagery that was acquired. I had received multiple emails from folks letting me know that their area had been missed, and they were very anxious to see how their homes had fared after the storm. I funneled that request up the chain of command where it made it to the pilots. And fortunately, the plane was still in that area and was able to get the imagery the next day. I then reached back out to those folks from that subdivision and alerted them that we did acquire the imagery and they were very appreciative of the effort we went to to get their data for them. That's really cool. So you're kind of a conduit between the public and NOAA. That's great. Dan, I'll go back to you. How did you become involved in this emergency response imagery collection? Being an officer, my assignment changes every two and a half to three years. And you're an officer uh, with the NOAA Corps. With NOAA Corps, yes. Mm-hmm. And so emergency response operations just happens to fall under the scope of work that the assignment I am currently in uh, deals with. I kind of knew coming into it what was all entailed in the aspects of being able to fly and see the country and photograph the U.S. shoreline for updating nautical charts is one of the things that fascinated me. And so adding in the aspect of doing this emergency response, it's been a different way to see the country and see how the country is before a hurricane, Mm -hmm. what it's like during the hurricane, and then how the country or the communities have rebuilt after the hurricane. Um, Because many of these areas, they get hit year after year or every couple of years. Every year you have almost like the past to compare it to, which is really, that's fascinating. I don't think I'd ever thought about that aspect of it. How about you, Mary Ellen? A cartographer could mean a lot of things. How did you get involved in emergency response? I've been involved since 2003 after Hurricane Isabel. And since that time, I've had multiple roles. But the most recent roles that I've had has been interacting with the public through the contact us emails and then actually using the imagery to look for significant shoreline changes in the impacted coastal areas. Nothing is static. The shoreline and port areas are always changing. So not only am I helping other folks out, but I'm actually a user of the imagery myself. Dan, we'll go back to you. How did you become a remote sensing technology specialist? And what does that really entail? So my background is actually in land surveying. And while going through college, part of the programs I took was remote sensing. From college, I went and I started with NOAA as a survey tech on a hydrographic ship. So we were using sonars to map the ocean floor. So I've always been in that field of survey. Mm -hmm. What does it feel like to know the hurricane's coming, you're going to be super busy, you're going to be on the job. How does that feel to be you? Let's start with Dan. Usually a couple days leading up, we're trying to stage somewhere out of the path of the hurricane, but also close enough that we can get in afterwards to get that imagery the next day or even later that day, depending on how quick the hurricane's moving through. There's a lot going through your mind. Where are you going to stage? What are you going to be your first area to get to? making sure everything's working there's no issues that way you can hit the ground running once the hurricane makes landfall then it's it's more you're just kind of on edge it's like all right how quickly can i get in there when's when's this thing going to move off so i can start doing my job 
and getting that imagery collected and getting it sent off so that people can see what the damage is. When it comes to collecting the imagery, that's where emotions go all different directions. When actually looking out the window while collecting the data, that's where it tears your heart apart because it's like, yes, I know I'm doing something good that I'm getting this imagery so they can see what's going to happen. But just seeing that devastation firsthand, being the first one sometimes to even see any of it because Mm -hmm. people have evacuated out of areas and there's nobody there. And just seeing that for the first time, I think that's the hardest part of this whole job is seeing that devastation. Once the stress of getting all that and everything's done, I feel real good because I know that I've helped somebody, whether it's just one family knowing that they can look online, see that their house is still there or not there knowing that I'm helping them get to that point. That's a big part of it. The response back from people thanking for the imagery so that they know what they're going back to is in getting the emails forwarded to us of giving appreciation for what we do and what we collect is the biggest thing. That's really amazing. Mary Ellen, how about you? How's it feel to be in your job? It makes me feel anxious. I know the devastation that these storms can cause, and my heart goes out to all the folks who may be impacted by these storms. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at the images collected after Hurricane Katrina and just getting extremely emotional. We had a different workflow back then where the imagery came into the office first. So I was one of the first few people actually seeing all that devastation, and I just remember sitting at my desk with tears streaming down my face. I really want to help folks who are impacted by these storms. And I feel like responding to these emails is one of the best ways that I can do that. I don't always have the answers to folks' questions, but I can at least provide them with other sources of imagery or try to point them in the right direction to somebody who could help them. It is always so rewarding when I hear back from folks who let me know how things turned out. I remember a woman who emailed me after Hurricane Irma inquiring about imagery. She was basically just asking when we were going to acquire her area of interest. Apparently, her relative did not evacuate, and she was worried about about him. I reached back out to her when I saw that her area had been acquired And she responded back, letting me know that they had located the relative and that he was safe and sound. So it was, it's very, a very rewarding experience. That's awesome. Being able to just reach directly back out to the public in this way is, is pretty incredible. So thanks to you both for the work that you do. It's been a pleasure talking to both of you. And for those listening, if you have more interest in hurricane imagery or aerial imagery in general, you can check out our website at oceanservice.noaa.gov. Thank you so much to Mary Ellen and Daniel for joining me today as we talked about the type of imagery that we collect after hurricanes and what it does for the public. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next time.